If you know healthcare, it's no surprise to you that this industry is pretty messy. It's messy for patients, organizing appointments, accessing results, trying to do seemingly basic things. But it's also really messy for those that are doing the caring, the clinicians, doctors, nurses, allied health professionals, carers. There's a big role for technology to play in trying to streamline a lot of the processes, tasks, and things that clinicians need to do to deliver quality care. I'm not even talking about helping them diagnose or treat. There's a lot of things that happen around care that just take up a lot of time. So even just finding a job or knowing what shift you're on or how to use a particular piece of equipment, all these things take time. And there's a good opportunity for technology to reduce some of that burden. Well, in this episode today, as part of the Lumina X showcase mini-series that we're doing, where you'll hear from a number of founders who are going through the Lumina X Health Tech Accelerator program up on the Gold Coast, we're doing short interviews with most of those organizations to hear what they're up to. And these episodes are brought to you by 3M, who are supporting the Lumina X Health Tech Accelerator and good supporters of Talking Health Tech as well. So this episode, you're going to hear from the founder of Hub and one of the founders of GoLocum. And I'll introduce them individually in a second, and they can tell you more about what they do. But if you're enjoying these episodes, make sure you subscribe. There'll be more conversations with those founders from the Lumina X Health Tech Accelerator in the coming days, and we've already done a couple already. And if you're around on the 11th of August, make sure you go to their demo day, an opportunity to engage with them live, hear what they've got, and help them progress things along. Let's do this. Collaboration starts with the conversation, Team Health Tech. Let's make it happen. Welcome to Talking Health Tech, a podcast and membership community about technology in healthcare. Here's your host, Peter Birch. In this first conversation, featuring some of those organizations going through the Lumina X Health Tech Accelerator, you'll hear more about B-Hub, a single platform where clinicians can access accurate and up-to-date medical device information, education, and training anywhere, anytime. Here's my conversation I had with Liz Jones, co-founder for B-Hub. Let's go. Can you tell us a bit about you firstly and your background, please, Liz? I'm Liz Jones. I have an extensive history within well, of history in health, ranging originally from an intensive care nurse and in the more recent years being involved with medical device companies, either in sales, education or management. And in amongst that, I've also had experience within procurement, within the private hospital sector as well, clinical procurement, so supplying products to well, ensuring the products are supplied to hospitals. Mm, okay, yeah, some good experience there on the front line and then through the different stages of those processes. But tell me a bit more about why you're participating in this Lumina X program. Well, why we're participating in this Lumina X program is, well, to improve the way we do things, to get an understanding to how startups work and really putting our best foot forward to developing our startup and taking it to market. Yeah, amazing. And tell us a bit about that startup then, Beehub. What is it? Who's it for? What problems it solve? Well, let's just take it back a bit, Peter. And the problem we're solving is, you know, if we look at healthcare, it's constantly changing and constantly evolving. And whether that's products, technology improving, or even simply as products changing because of supply chain issues, or even if it's an HR issue where clinicians are being deployed to areas that they're not necessarily familiar with because of staff shortages. Now, this constant change results in clinicians struggling to keep up with information, particularly with information on products that are changing. This not knowing puts them at risk of doing something wrong with a product. And when they get it wrong, it has dire consequences, not just for themselves, but particularly for the patient. Now, B-Hub 
we are aiming to reduce that risk and by supporting clinicians to get access to the right information in the product one in their hand or the product that's actually in front of the patient within three clicks on their mobile device. Wow. Okay. No, that sounds really cool. So then when we're talking about devices that people are using, so rather than the extensive training that they would have received prior and obviously retained every little bit of information that they, you know, during that session and, or perhaps, you know, flicking through a a user manual, they've got a guide to be able to help them along that process. Yeah. And so the information that we will be storing and just even as far as, you know, we've done a little bit of research, Peter, and the research that we've done is indicated that 90% of nurses are not trained or familiar with all the products that they're using. So they are trained in many of the products, but because of the sheer nature of health, there are people that miss out on that formal training. So what they have to do now, there's one of three things. They'll ask a colleague and wait for a colleague to be free and have available time to come and demonstrate and hope that that colleague gets it right. They'll search the net and hope what they find on the net is accurate and relevant. Or thirdly, and worse still, they'll second guess. So what we're aiming to do is bridge that gap to give them the information quickly. And if they need further information, give them a link back to the manufacturers that's specific to that product. Pretty cool. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that are used in a hospital or a healthcare setting. How do you go about kind of capturing all that useful information? Yeah, there is a lot of things and that makes this a fairly complex startup. And we're acutely aware of that. We are approaching manufacturers and hospitals right now to be part of a pilot. And ultimately, as a hospital becomes on board, they will be requesting manufacturers to upload their products so their clinicians can have access to this information immediately and at their fingertips. Got it. And so, you know, I mean, you've been there firsthand as an intensive care nurse. You don't have time to reflect on much when you're doing things on a day to day. Do you think this kind of tool would have been useful for you in your line of work back then? Absolutely. And it would have been also, but it's not even just when I was in ICU. The problem became personal to me a few years ago when my son was in hospital for a 15 month period, spending five months in intensive care himself. I sat there as his mum watching nurses struggle to understand how to use some equipment and that struggle puts them under enormous pressure. It actually reduces their efficiency but it also puts the patient at risk. It also, as far as when I was working as in, within medical device manufacturers, it's making sure that the information that we're wanting to get to hospitals not just stops at hospital management, but gets down to the end users. And that's where it's vitally important is the information getting to all people that need to have that information. Yeah. You know, you talked about how there's a lot of complexities in what you're doing to solve for this tricky problem and some ideas in terms of pilots and that process. Is that what you're working through during your time at the Lumina X program? We're working towards developing a evaluation. We're currently in talks to a number of hospitals and a number of manufacturers. We plan to use our evaluation to get a thorough understanding of what both manufacturers, hospitals and clinicians need to develop this product further. We'll be listening and gaining feedback and then doing our second stage development of the product and then launching to go to market properly. Got it. That's good. It's an interesting one, isn't it, too, because I can hear you, you know, passionate about the problem to be solved, but it's a challenge working out how to execute that in terms of the role that technology plays whether it's sitting on a device, something that's intuitive for a clinician on a day-to-day that they'll just instinctively know to go to such a tool as opposed to 
you know, the worst thing you want is to create another thing that needs another login for and just doesn't yes. get used as well and then needs its own instruction manual. So, yes. um, yeah, there's some complexities there. And how we counteract that complexity is making it as simple as possible for them to use and having the information all at the one site rather than having to go to multiple sites to get information that they're not completely confident that's aligned to the product that's actually in front of them or connected to the patient at the time or the version that's in front of them at the time. Do you think there's something about this broader concept of technical literacy or digital literacy that's necessary in healthcare? So, you know, there's an argument that, or there's a view that generally the demographic of healthcare workers might be one that is less technologically inclined. So Mm -hmm. then as there are more and more devices and technologies used within a healthcare setting, it's becoming increasingly difficult for them to be able to deliver optimal care. Is this another factor as well? I think that is a significant factor for them. I think, you know, COVID came in like a wrecking ball to health. And what COVID did do was it changed the whole ecosystem of the digital health space. It forced us into actually taking steps that we may normally have taken longer to take. And the older demographics of nurses, you know, and I was one of those ones originally where that we're used to the paper-based nursing and the hands-on nursing. Absolutely. It is a challenge for them. And the aim of that is to make it as simple as possible. And this platform is enabling them to within three clicks to get access to that information. And that's the aim is to keep it simple, to be able to encourage them to use it. You know, I look at it, Peter, like I look back and I'm old enough to know, you know, that's of the first text. The first time I got a text message and I looked at it and went, what a waste of time is that text message? Why not just pick up the phone and ring someone? <laughs> now we know, but everyone, how often do we send texts now? Whether it's via yeah. a messenger or via direct direct messaging. You know, we do it all the time. And it was a change of practice that was something I thought this wasn't efficient, but it's become part of our lives. And that's what the BHUB portal will become, part of their go-to strategy when they need the right information. Love that vision and great example that you brought up there. Thinking then about the future longer term, looking at over the coming periods, the 6, 12, 24, what can we look yep. forward to seeing from BHUB? So we will work with our representative hospitals and manufacturers on the evaluation. Through that evaluation, we'll go to the second stage of product development. You know, right now we're, we're an MVP, a minimal viable product, and we will get that feedback, then take it to market. Now, this will be ever evolving, you know, as we develop ways to make the information simpler, whether that's been through augmented learning, you know, we will be constantly developing to ensure that the right information is getting to the end users as easily as possible. The other advantage to our portal is that the hospitals have visibility of their clinicians actually getting access to this information. So it helps them with their compliance as well. Got it. Exciting times. Any other final thoughts or bits and pieces while I got you? You know, we don't underestimate the challenge that we've got ahead of us, but we are very, at BHUB, we're very determined. My co-founder and I have got a lot of experience and we've also got a group group of advisors behind us, you know, helping us to reinvent the way information is delivered into healthcare, particularly when it comes to products. And, you know, Peter, I don't necessarily just mean capital equipment. It can be anything from consumables as well. You know, they still need support and instructions to ensure that the technique that the clinician's using is the right technique for that product. We're very, very excited about what the future holds and we look forward to what, what the next coming years bring. Next up in this Lumina X Health Tech Accelerator showcase episode, you'll hear from Phoebe Bardsley, CEO and co-founder of GoLocum, which is an online platform that aggregates and automates locum jobs for doctors to improve the connection between doctors, 
hospitals and agencies to fill urgent roster shortages. Here we go. Phoebe, firstly, tell us about you and your background, please. So I'm Phoebe. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Golocum. I didn't have a direct pass to healthcare. I moved to Australia in 2016 after spending some time in Panama and falling in love with tropical agriculture. And I kind of looked at a map and I was like, oh, where can I do tropical agriculture? And I narrowed it down to Hawaii or Queensland. So I ended up moving to Queensland <laughs> to cool. pursue my dreams of being a farmer or doing tropical agriculture and I studied economics with a major in environmental economics at UQ. And then whilst at university, kind of happened to end up doing some work for Royal Flying Doctor Service and fell in love with it. Problems in healthcare, integrate problems are like trying to figure out how to get healthcare in remote areas. So we were doing a needs and infrastructure assessment to implement telehealth in rural Queensland. And what really fascinated me about RFDS is that they sat at the table and they were like, success for us is having less planes in the sky in 10 years. Only having, you know, three planes as opposed to now having 13, making those numbers up. And I found that fascinating because I was like, wow, your whole business model and your whole reputation is centered around having planes in the sky. And you're telling me that success is not having that. And there was this big light bulb moment. I was like, wow, there's this whole opportunity in healthcare to digitize everything that we do. And it got me really interested in healthcare and business. So then I spent a few years at Deloitte after uni in the health advisory practice, worked on some really interesting projects like Queensland virtual healthcare strategy and others. Uh, and then ended up co-founding Go Local with my co-founder, Josh, who's an amazing doctor and software developer in November last year. Wow. Cool. What a journey and, and some great insights along the way as well. Tell us about Go Locum and what that is. So at Go Locum, we are trying to fill urgent roster shortages in hospitals. At the moment, there's a misalignment between workforce in hospitals and the number of patients coming through. So we're not appropriately distributing the workforce that we have and we have got workforce gaps. So there's about 16,500 medical roster vacancies every day, which is crazy because you kind of think like if there's no doctor on a ward, there's no doctor on a ward. <laughs> you know, it's not like at a coffee shop where it's like, oh, if someone doesn't turn up, like everyone will have to pick up the slack and, you know, we'll just make more coffee. It's like there is no doctor on that ward. Yeah. And you definitely don't want to send your, you know, relatives to hospital knowing that there's not a doctor there. So we are inspired to fill those shifts. And we do that by making it easier and more exciting for doctors to access those short-term jobs. So a doctor that fills the short-term jobs is called a locum. They move around and fill short-term gaps. And we're making it more of an experience rather than just a job. So we are looking to partner with travel companies so that a doctor can go to Cannes, spend three months there, have some awesome travel experiences but also get paid really, really, really well and maybe save for a house deposit at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this speaks to a, a lot of interesting areas, doesn't it? On, on one side, you've got this emerging interest from, I guess, a lot of different industries, but also in healthcare too, professionals wanting to have a bit more control and flexibility in terms of how they're placed. And that's not for everyone, but there's that growing cohort of people that that's quite appealing for. 
And then there's there's all the other problems to be solved around placing professionals in places where we just don't have doctors at all and how we can encourage that kind of thing. Am I right in thinking that there is this growing interest among doctors, clinicians, healthcare professionals to have that flexibility and be a bit more selective and have a bit of interesting enjoyment in terms of selecting where they work? hundred percent. We see it a lot with junior doctors that have just finished their two years. They've done their residency, they've done their internship and they want to take some time off. And unfortunately, a lot of the time it comes from a place of burnout, but they're still keen to keep up their clinical skills. They're still keen to travel. So they're taking a year off and they're seeking locum opportunities around Australia. And a lot of them actually end up doing it for longer than a year. Some end up doing it for a year and a half, two years. Um, because they're at that point where they maybe they've not quite decided what specialty they want to go into and they're in a young, you know, young point in their life where they're happy to be nomads and they think you hit the nail on the head that this has kind of happened with other industries like tech, you know, we're living digital nomad lives. It's bringing that to doctors who also want to travel. And it's great for rural areas because it is very difficult to entice someone to come to an extremely rural location for a two-year contract, but to say, hey, come for three months is a lot easier. And then they might go there and have the time of their life and then hopefully will inspire the next generation of rural doctors. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> but I mean, it's a really hard problem to solve because, you know, you go to the more traditional kind of methods of engaging with clinicians at rural and remote conferences and where, you know, clinicians will come to learn about rural and remote medicine but a lot of the exhibitors, there aren't, they're not vendors and they're not, it's towns, communities coming and essentially doing like a tourism pitch saying, please come to our mm. location. We've got a nurse and we've got, you know, perhaps a few allied health practitioners, but we don't have a doctor. So it's a really important, given the, the size and breadth of the country, it's a really tough one to crack. And it doesn't matter sometimes how much money is thrown at it. It's just not enough to be able to attract and then retain not just good doctors, but any doctors to come <laughs> and uh, work in these places. No, it's really hard. And we, we have a unique situation in Australia where everyone, you know, because of the way the country is set up and we're so dispersed, you have requirements for doctors in these towns with, you know, less than 200 people in them, yeah. which, you know, in any other country that just doesn't exist <laughs> mm. or it does exist, but not in like the UK or the US. And I think the best way to get more doctors in those locations is for them to experience it firsthand. And if they enjoy it, then they will most likely stay. A lot of the doctors that end up doing placements in like Northern Territory or Alice Springs end up going back there and staying there. Yeah. Because they have, you know, great clinical experiences there because they're given more responsibility. And That's a really good point. It's a good way of life. Yeah. No, that's some good balance there. And with Go Locum, then thinking about it as a platform, who's the customer then? Because, you know, thinking about being quite focused and centric towards the clinicians that are selecting roles, how is it monetized? How do you grow the business? So our customers as locum agencies. So we're kind of like a sky scanner for all the locum jobs around Australia. And what we aim to do is provide the angle, the travel angle on top of that. So the agencies are sourcing um, and providing the jobs. We'll advertise them all and then we add to that with, you know, things to do in cans and stuff around that. And then doctors can apply for any job with any agency through the platform. So we're making it more transparent and easier for them to access jobs in all these locations. Amazing. So some of the technology that's powering the stuff that you're doing, talk to me about what's under the hood there. 
So at the moment, um, applying for a locum job is a very manual process. There's a lot of paperwork involved. It takes about 10 hours. It's just really, really painful. So my amazing co-founder, Josh, has built tech to automate the process so that it takes something that used to take 10 hours now takes like five to 10 minutes, which is great. And we're just hoping to make it a really seamless experience so that you don't even have to think about it. We know what jobs you want before <laughs> before you've looked for them, the ideal place. And that's kind of what where we're working towards. Yeah, pretty cool. Nice one. And so what stage is the company at? We're an early stage company. We placed our first doctor in May. Oh, cool. So we're kind of at the scaling phase where, where we're looking to form a few more partnerships with agencies. We're looking to get some travel partnerships on board. And we have yeah some exciting programs that are currently in development phase about to launch. So we're pretty excited. And yeah, one of them is the Go Locum Gap Year. And that's going to be open to doctors within Australia, but then also doctors in the UK. And it's basically like a tailor-made gap year so that if you're a doctor wanting to take a year off, you don't have to do all the hard work researching where to go and what to do. We kind of package it all up for you. Hey, that's pretty cool. I mean, it sounds like this unique combination of travel experience and placement recruitment, but there's some underlying technology amongst it as well. How have you found being one of these, you know, quite a unique offering in and amongst the Lumina X program and some of the resources and mentors that are available there to help get it to the next stage? Oh, the Lumina X program is amazing. I find that the mentors that we catch up with every week kind of they give me new ideas every week and I go away and I'm like, wow, I'm going to start implementing that. And then I go off and do a new thing every week. And it really kind of keeps us on track and thinking outside the box. I think that when you're in your own like little world and you're an early stage company, you can kind of get caught in this place where you think you know what people want yeah, and you convince yourself that that's the right way to go and you haven't got anyone else challenging you. Uh, so you end up coming down this path of like, I think I know what I should do as opposed to, you know, listening to other people and testing things and getting people to criticize, you know, your path forward. And I think that's the most beneficial part is just having critics on a weekly basis, just putting you back in your place and making sure that you don't get too emotionally attached to any path forward or any strategy and also providing some great links into health. Yeah, some great disciplines there and lessons for others as well to, to build that support network around them or utilize programs like this when the opportunity presents. But then lastly, tell me about the, the future. What's on the horizon then for GoLoc and what's your focus over the next 6, 12, 24? So we have two main things we're focusing on. We are a social enterprise and we're looking for a charity to partner with so that doctors can feel like for every hour that they work, they are giving back. Um, we're really keen to support an organization that is promoting health in rural and remote areas. So if there's anyone listening to this podcast that fits that bill, please reach out. It's a very important part of our business and we want to feel like we're waking up every day doing a good thing for the world. And as I said before, we're about to launch the Go Local Gap here. So we're at kind of that exciting phase where we're planning where they go and what they do in each location. So I'm kind of thinking, putting myself in their shoes and <laughs> thinking like, <laughs> if I was a doctor who'd just done two years, what would I want to do? Yeah. So we're looking at like, you know, Great Barrier Reef experiences, spending some time in Western Australia, all these amazing travel experiences coming up. So we're looking to launch that in the next couple months. 
Hope you enjoyed those two conversations with founders going through the Lumina X Health Tech Accelerator program. Stay tuned because we've got more episodes similar to this coming up. There's a couple we've already done and make sure you share it with someone who might find it interesting. Speak to you soon. Thanks for listening to Talking Health Tech. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast player and for more information, visit talkinghealthtech.com.